thank you for this message tonight, Father. We thank you, Lord, to you release your glory in this, in this room right now, Father. <clears throat> Father, all we want to hear is your will, Father, for what you're speaking to your church, God. Because there's nothing better, Lord, than hearing what you're saying to your church right now, Lord. We can't just hear regular words. We can't just hear anything, Father, but what's coming out of your mouth to your church each day, Father. And Lord, right now we're ready to receive what you're, ready to, what you're, what you're saying, Father. Hide me behind the cross, Lord. Put your will in front of this whole thing. In Jesus' name. This message is called uh, Kingdom Motivation. And it's not, I'm not, it's not a Joel Osteen motivation. I'm not talking about, you know, motivation like a motivational speaker. Because many people are in, the, are in the church and they're motivating. They're bringing motivation, but it's not the kingdom. And this message is called Kingdom Motivation. Because there is something that's supposed to be motivating us, and that's the kingdom itself. Anything else that motivates us, anything else that drives us. So God's asking us tonight, really, to, to, to sum up what to get before we get started is, what is driving you to do what you do in the kingdom? Yeah, you say you're excited for the kingdom. You say you want God. You say you want the kingdom. But what is pushing you to do that? What is fueling you to, to, to do the kingdom things. Because many people are, are this, you know, if we look around, really, we should be, according to the carnal church, we should be really happy because all the churches are filled. There's thousands of people everywhere, people in all the big churches, people coming to Christ all over. But what we don't understand is the Bible says that there's only few walking down the road. But we see all these people coming to Christ. But what we don't understand is that all these people are coming to Christ, but they will follow in the end because they were motivated to come to Christ for another reason other than the kingdom itself. They were motivated to come by the, well, you got the prosperity church. They, they were motivated to come by all the riches of God. Then you have the people over there that were motivated because they can still live in sin and they can still worship God. So they have, so all these people, and you can go on and on on the list, of people that, you know, all, all the Jewish, even the, uh, the people that are doing Jewish traditions, you know, the, 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 the Christian, Messianic Christians, they're motivating, they're trying to motivate the Jews by showing them, hey, we do the same thing. We do the, you know, the, the, the Shabbat, we do the, the other thing, we do this thing. And that's how they're trying to lure people. But yes, you're luring them to Christ, but you're not really luring them to Christ. You're just loaning them to something that's a part of it, but it's, they're not, then they come in the kingdom or then they come into your church, but they're not actually pressing through. They're not actually pressing in. They're not actually engaging in the spirit. Yes, they're in the church. Yes, they're calling themselves a Christian now, but they're only there because of the original thing that motivated them to be there. So many people are, we have, many people are like, are being driven, are, are so, we see people that are, look on, so on fire for Jesus all over the body of Christ, I'm, every, I'm talking everywhere, and they're like, oh my God, look at that guy, he's, he's so on fire for Jesus, oh look, he's posting, he's doing this, he's doing that, but yeah, he may be doing that and doing this, and what about those that are doing that and doing this, and then God says, you didn't even know me. Why? Because they were motivated, they're driven, they're on, they're, they have a fire in their heart to do kingdom things, but what is it really for? Is it really for the kingdom alone? See, God wants us to have motivation, but it's a pure motivation. Motivated by, and see, the motivation that God gives us in the kingdom is, is from Him. 
So what I mean by that is it's not by anything else in this world because we're, when we come in the kingdom, we know we're born again because we're, made it, we're motivated by, by souls being saved. We're motivated by, by the love of God. We're motivated by the mercy of God. We're motivated by the grace of God. We're motivated just by Him. And that can only be planted in you when you've actually encountered Him. But when we're not motivated by, when we're motivated by anything other than God and His kingdom, then that's when we know we haven't even encountered him we're not even really so many people are going after are, are, are going after him but they were never touched by him or they were never maybe even born again or they maybe even believe but they're not they're 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 feeding off of something else and then when their lust or their motivation is fulfilled the thing that drove them or the thing that or or it's like you you have somebody right that comes in and they hear a message that comes against what originally motivated to the kingdom and then it discourages them from that original thing. And then they fall away from the faith because, well, if, I, if that's not what I w I'm here for, if I, let's say they were here for riches and you came against the, the prosperity gospel, then they're going to want to leave God because that's what, they, what, what motivated the com to them to come to the kingdom in the first place. Or many people want to be motivated or are motivated because they want the benefits. They want the good things. They want... Oh, you know, certain things, and that pulls them. And then they, they're praying, they're doing all these things, they're seeking, they're doing, but it's all driven by something else other than the, a, a pure motive. Kingdom motivation, that's what this is called. And, we're gonna, and I'm going to go to 1 Kings 21, 25 through 29. And this is about uh, Ahab. He wanted Naboth's lot. He wanted Naboth's um, um, piece of land. And so Jezebel, she, Ahab came home because Naboth's like, I'm not giving you this land. So Jezebel was like, well, I'll go get it for you. I'll go, I'll go. And then so she had Naboth killed. And then, um, uh, then of course, Ahab got, got the, the lot. And then, then we have Elijah that came up to him and told him some words. So we're going to start there at 25. But there was none like unto Ahab, which did sell himself to work wickedness in the sight of the Lord, whom Jezebel his wife stirred up. So Jezebel stirred up this, this lust for Naboth's, Naboth's um, lot and the, the act that they committed, because really Ahab really killed them because Ahab was the one that wanted it and he knew his wife was going to get it for him and she, he didn't stop her. And he did very abom abominably and following idols according to all things as did the Amorites, whom the Lord cast out before the children of Israel. And it came to pass when Ahab heard those words that he rent his clothes and put sackcloth upon his flesh and fasted and lay in sackcloth and went softly. And the word of the Lord came to Elijah the Tishbite, saying, Seest thou how Ahab humble himself before me, because he humbleth himself before me, I will not bring any evil in his days, but in his son's days will I bring evil upon his house. So Ahab repented. But then when you go into the next chapter, then Ahab turns on the Lord again. Then God sends a, a prophet, uh, Micaiah, and then the, the prophet's trying to tell him a word from the Lord, and he's like, I don't even want to hear this guy. I, I just want to hear positive things. This guy's always trying to tell me a bad thing, but it was the word of the Lord. And so then he goes to uh, another prophet that's going to tell him what, it, what he wants to hear, and then, of course, he gets killed in war. So Ahab was motivated to repent 
because of his sorrow. He was pushed to repent. He was pushed to turn away. He was pushed to, to, to come to God and say, I'm sorry, because of just the bad he did. It was a worldly sorrow. And it's, it's just like many people in the kingdom, actually many people come, 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 you know, like those street preachers, you know, they'll be like, oh, you know, oh, you're going to hell if you don't repent, wickedness, fornication and all that. And they'll actually get some people that actually come up and say, oh, you know what, I'm sorry. And they look like they're repenting and come to the Lord and they're like, oh my God, we saved 500 today. 500, what are you talking about? Why isn't the city on fire? But it's because you told them how bad they were and they feel sorrow. But they're just feeling a worldly sorrow because they're, yes, they don't want to go. And, and also because they don't want to go to hell. So yes, they're going to come up and repent. But are they going to be turned over? Are they going to be born again? Are they going to be following him? Are they going to be actually saved? And that's the thing is many people are, they came to the kingdom because they were sorry for their sins. And that thing is held over their mind the whole time while they're trying to follow Jesus. The whole time it's all about, oh my God. I, and that's why you have those people that, they're like, they make a mis one mistake and they're like, oh my God, they, they feel so much condemnation. They feel like they're going to go to hell because they, that's all they came to the kingdom was because they didn't want to go to hell. They were motivated to not, to not, to not um, perish. They were motivated to not um, 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 be, uh, you know, secluded or condemned, but they weren't motivated to, for him. They weren't actually touched by him. They weren't actually uh, converted they were told the word, but they but it, and that's why many people they're going out there by their own spirit and not by the spirit, and they're getting people, but the people they're getting are not by the spirit either because they started out in the flesh and now they're producing works of the flesh, and the enemy wants to keep them in the flesh, so he'll make sure people keep coming and telling them how good they're doing so that they can keep doing it, and the enemy can keep having them bound up. So we have to, so many of us have, and this is not just in when we get saved, this is also when. Um, in anything we do, if we, if we, if, if anything we do is gets because we can have a pure heart, but then, then because of something else, because we covet something, because we need something, we start being pushed to do something because we want that one thing, because we want this to happen, we want that to happen. So then we get we our motivation changes, and then when your motivation changes, everything else changes, because God is is looking at us and he's saying, I want, I, want, I want pure motives in you. And when there's motives that are worldly or religious that are not of him, they're, going, they are, they're in a rebellion against God. So when you're in rebellion against God, there's no grace to give you. So then you see people that are, they come and they're pushing and they're pushing, but everything they're doing is striving. Everything they're doing they have to push for because they're, they're doing all the right things, but it's because they're, God's not giving them any grace because, yes, they're doing the right things, but their motive isn't right. So he's not going to come in agreement because whoever he gives grace to, whoever he gives power to to carry out his will, he's in agreement with. But he's not going to come in agreement with you if you're doing something. Let's say you're praying and, and, yeah, you're doing what God's wanting you to do, but you're not doing it for the right reasons. See, that's what God is looking at moreover than your performance or what you do. He's looking at the reasons. He's looking at what's pushing you to do that. Yes, you're doing it. I get it. You read the Bible. You, see, you saw that you have to pray. You have to fast. You have to do this. You have to do that. But are you trying to do it because you want people to see you? Or are you doing it because you want to look good? Are you doing it because what is, what is? And then every time 
you are, that a temptation comes to stop doing what you, you know, what, whatever you're trying to do for the kingdom, you think of that motive and then it keeps driving you. You think of that motive and it keeps getting you to keep doing it. If, you, if, if your motive is because you want to be seen before man, every time you're trying to do things for the kingdom, you're always thinking about every, what everybody's thinking about you. You're always like, okay, well, uh, I need to do something because everybody's looking at me. So then you, you push to do the right, the, to, to do kingdom things, but it's all because of that hidden, that hidden motive or that, that, that uh, worldly motivation that's pushing you. Yes, you're being pushed and it looks like you have strength, but it's only because you have your own thing. You have your own, your, your own thing you're trying to attain out of what you're doing. Everything we do should be from a place where we're, where we're being inspired by God. If we're not doing things because we're, if we're doing things outside of being inspired by Him to do it, or we're saying things without being inspired by Him, then there, therein lies where your own motivation can come from. Because when we are doing things just because we want to do them, it's usually because there's another reason why we want to, why, something we're trying to get from that. And then here's another, I'm going to go through an, to another guy as well. Go to Acts 8, 9. Through 24. Eight, nine through 24. But there was a certain man called Simon. Now this, is gonna, this first part's kind of interesting. I've never seen this before. Which before time in the same city used sorcery and bewitched the people of Samaria, giving out, giving out that himself was some great one to whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest, saying, this man is the great power of God. So this guy was doing all sorts of works. He was doing sorcery and all that, blah, blah, blah. And then he comes to Jesus. And to him they had regard, because, of, because that of a long time he had bewitched them with sorcery. So he looked like he had a great testimony. He was coming from sorcery. Now he's coming to Jesus. But when they believed Philip, Philip's preaching, the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women, then Simon himself believed. Simon himself believed. Don't forget that part. He believed too. And when he was baptized, he was even baptized. Many people are getting baptized. I saw this one thing where this guy got baptized at the church. They made a whole article out about it. He got, a he got baptized at a church. It was actually in Florida. And the, the day after he goes to get baptized, he, he molested a child the next day. So... Okay, you're getting baptized, but what about, what about real conversion? He continued with Philip. Okay, the, then Simon himself believed also. When he was baptized, he continued with Philip and wandered, beholding the miracles and signs which were done. So he was there. He was there seeing all the ministry. He was beholding it. He was receiving it. He was into it. Now when the apostles, 14, which were at Jerusalem, heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John who when they come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. And then I'm just going to skip 16 because it's kind of irrelevant. It's talking about the Holy Spirit falling on people, but I'm trying to get to the point here. Then laid their hands on them and they received the Holy Ghost. And Okay, here you go. Here's, so remember, Simon believed. He was with, he was with them in ministry, doing, seeing signs and wonders, receiving everything they were doing, joy with it. And then this happens. And then when Simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Ghost was given. He offered them money. Wait, wait a minute. He believed. 
He was seeing all the merit. He was receiving. He was into it. Then he tries to give him money. Saying, give me also this power that whomsoever I lay hands, he may receive the Holy Ghost also. But Peter said unto him, the money perish with thee, because thou hast that thought, thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money. Thou hast neither part nor lot in this matter, for thy heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent therefore of thy wickedness, and pray God if perhaps the thought of thine heart may be forgiven. For I perceive that thou art in gall of bitterness, and in the bound of inequity. Then answered Simon and said, Pray ye to the Lord for me, and none of these things which ye have spoken come upon me. So, then he sees them moving in power, and then now his motivation becomes being a powerful man. So he believed, he had joy, he saw the ministry, but now he, his motivation has changed. It's not longer just believing. Now he want, he's going back to his old ways, his own sorcery ways. Maybe he didn't even repent, but he believed, but he didn't, want to, but he didn't repent. And now he wants to be a powerful man again. He's trying to buy the Holy Ghost. He's trying to be like them. But you can't, he, but he can't have it. And that's the thing is when people have impure motives and they're trying to go after the kingdom, you never see God's hand on their life. You never see God's grace released on their life. You never see God doing anything in their life and you're wondering what's going on. They're doing everything right. They're, they're preaching, they're praying, they're tithing. They're doing all the things right. But it's because of the reasons that they're doing it. The reasons that they're involved. You can do everything right, but if your, motive, your motives are not pure, it's all null and void. It all doesn't mean anything anymore. And then people are trying... That's why that's where striving actually comes from, is because the work is right, but the heart is impure. So there's no grace released into the person's life. And God is not, was not going to give this man Simon grace or give him ability or, or, or let him enter. Many people are on the outside of the kingdom wanting the kingdom, but they're not, they can never enter in. It's not about wanting the kingdom. It's about actually entering into the kingdom. It's about actually have, having the indwelling of the kingdom and releasing the kingdom. It's one thing to want and it's another thing to have it. Many people want it, but only like 10% of the people that want it actually want it just to want it and don't want it for any other reason. And that's why all these people, all these preachers that are preaching all this stuff and, and you see their crusades and they're getting millions and millions of people and it's like, oh, what, what about them? I mean, they're getting millions converting in one night. But yeah, what did they preach to them? What, what, did, they, what did they push the people to, what did they have the people grab onto to, to come to the kingdom, to repent. How, where, let, let me see in those crusades when they preach the real gospel, what happens. Let's see when they go and say, you got to deny yourself and follow him. What's then, what are, how many people are going to be converted? So many people are, 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 are they're, they're running the race, but they can never endure because they were never actually in the race. They were, they, were, they, were, they, were, they were on the road, they were on the path, but they, and you know what the great falling away really is? The great falling away isn't of people that are really sanctified. The great falling away is the people that are, that tried, but they weren't really, they didn't really have the impartation in them. We need the impartation of, of the kingdom in our life 
so that, that we can, we can, we can trans, that we can go forth. Even in, even in everything in our, everything in our life can be right. And then in one area, there's no grace in that area. In one area, it could be finances. Let's say, let's say you're doing everything right. Let's say you have a pure motive in every part of your life, but then it comes to finances and nothing's happening. Maybe you're tithing. You're doing everything. You're tithing extra. You're doing everything you're supposed to. But maybe your motive for tithing is, is not the right motive. Maybe the reason why you're doing it isn't, shouldn't be the reason. And that's why we, ha we have to understand every, every, every reason why we should be doing things. We're not tithing so that, we can, so that our, our, our house can be big and our cars can be nice and, our, and the red carpet can be laid out for us. That's not why we tithe. And, the end, and, and then these prosperity preachers, they are telling everybody to tithe because look at me, I have a big house and all that. And then you have people that are boldly tithing. You know why everybody in the religious system are, is so like, they, they want to do everything right away. They want to, they boldly tithe. And you're like, how are they in the religious system? They're boldly tithing. They, they're bo they always want to be on the mic. They always want to pray. They always want to preach. They always want to, what's going on with that? Well, it's because their other motive, their, their, their own motivation is pushing them to do all that. And then you see in 20 years, in, in 10 years, they go off on their own and they have their own ministry, but they're marketing themselves now. They're selling their books. They're doing all that. And it's because, from the beginning, they were motivated by that. You wait for some people in 10, 20 years what they're doing, and you're going to find out what really motivated them to follow God and, and, do the, and, and work in the kingdom. And God will even use them at times because God uses people, but only few are working with Him. God uses people for the grace, for the, for the sake of the people, but that doesn't... But God, I use... In my kitchen, I use a rag to wipe down the, the dirty stuff on the counter and then I throw it away. So he's maybe using people, but he's only doing it because there's probably pe there's people that, are in, that, need to be, that need to receive him and he's using them as a vessel, but doesn't mean he agrees with the vessel. And then their heart is full of, of still full of gall. So it's like, I see all these people on Facebook or this and that and they're exalting their ministry and look, look, we... Oh, this person got healed, this person, that person, blah, blah, blah. All this power blah, broke out. And I'm not saying every ministry is like this, but I'm saying there's people that are like this, but they don't even understand. It's just their gift. It's just, God, or God may be having grace because of the people, but it has nothing to do, but that doesn't mean that God is anywhere in agreement with them at all. God is moving in, in so many places. God used a donkey but does that donkey have salvation now because God used them? But just because God used the minister doesn't mean that they got salvation. Doesn't mean they're they're going to be they're going to they doesn't mean they're not going to hell. And you saw and, and then and then you see that one scripture that it says we casted out demons, we healed the sick. They, so they were moving in power, but he they still said I don't he still said I don't even know you. They didn't, it didn't say oh we did you know, the grocery outreach and we handed out food to the poor and, and fleshy works, they actually moved in power. They actually healed the sick. Casted out demons. Maybe even by the finger of God, but they're not, they're not really in agreement with God. They're not, they, don't even, they didn't even know Him. And God was just using, 
his, God was just using them because it said, when I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. Yes. So, they were draw, so they were lifting up Jesus, but Jesus in himself will have power because a man may come and say, oh, Jesus this, Jesus that. And then the person is, was trying to find Jesus already and God moves on the situation, but the, the, the minister may not be right. And most ministers are like that. And it's because of why the reasons they're there. It's not about what you do. It's not even about what you say. It's about the reason you're doing it. The reason you're saying it. The reason it's all about the heart. It's all about the agenda. It's all about everything that, what the thoughts behind the action. Proverbs 17, 19 through 20. person who courts sin marries trouble and that's the thing I'm not done with that scripture I know Psalms are short <laughs> I just want to say something and that's the thing is that's why repentance is one of the most important preachings that we can do that we can preach because many of these people they're come, they come to the kingdom but because of the sin in their heart see when sin is when we repent of our sin and it's all, it's all released and we release it to God we're saying that we're giving up, we're basically saying we're giving up the world, we're giving up our own wants, because that's all sin is based around lust, covetousness. You, you go down the line, it's all based out of your own life, your own wants, your own lifestyle, what you want to do. So when we release that to God, then He fills us with Him and everything He wants and His motive, motives and all that. But it's because... That's why, and that's why people compromise the gospel so that they can bring these people that haven't fully repented. Yes, they may have repented because, you know, they, in their mind, it's like, oh, I did adultery, but I can still covet. So they come, they still have covetousness in their heart, and they come to the kingdom because they heard Billy Graham or somebody say, oh, say the once, you know, say this prayer and you're saved. But they didn't get rid of that thing, and now that thing starts to cleave onto the kingdom and, and their covetousness becomes like a, they, they, in, in a sense, like a godly covetousness, but it's not godly because no covetousness is godly. And so their covetousness, it starts inspiring them to, to do more for the kingdom, but it's not pure. It's not holy. And then, there's, then you see people coming out of those movements like that that are doing a lot of things, but from the beginning, they never got, their, their heart was never cleaned. And, and that's why... Being, you know, that's why Jesus preached a lot about being set apart, because if we're not set apart from sin, from the world, from the things of this life, they will start to invade our, because, yes, there's going to be temptation to, to go and do things apart from the kingdom, but then there's going to be, because, because the devil comes as an angel of light, and he's, he's, he's smarter than that. He knows that you can't do those things, and the Bible says what it says, but he's going to come and try to get you to take that lust, and instead of gear it towards the world, Gear it towards the kingdom, but in a worldly way. So you start, yeah, well, well this is godly. This, what I'm doing is godly. What I'm saying is godly. Yeah, but it's not right in your heart, though. It appears right. It has the appearance of God, but the, but the heart behind it is not God. And then, and then you, you start ministering all the time, and you start ministering even things that God's saying, or, or saying in the, in the Word, but it's not necessary. But because it's not. But when you're not doing it by a spirit, that shows you that you're in the flesh. And if you're in the flesh, that's where all our own motives hide. Is in the flesh. 
And when we minister in the flesh, we're most likely ministering out of unpure, impure motives, agendas. You, you go down the line. And that's why we have to get all the things out of our heart because they will start to mix with the kingdom in our heart and then we'll be pushed, to, we'll be do, we'll be pushed more towards the kingdom but not in, in God's, how God would want us to be. And then we, make the, we take the kingdom, the concepts of the kingdom, the concepts of the word, the concepts of the Bible, but we twist it in a, in a, in a, in a devilish way, a worldly way, a, a perverted way so that we can still have the kingdom and, and, our, and the mixture that's in our heart together. See, that many false prophets or many preachers that have gone astray, it's because they wanted the kingdom, but they still wanted covetous or lust or whatever the case may be. So then they turn the kingdom into their covetous or lust, and they mix, they mix the two because they would, don't want to part with the other. And that's why when people don't draw the line and say, it's either going to be God or myself, but they, still, but, they, but they want themselves and they want God, so they, they come to this conclusion and they're just like, well, why don't I have both? But they don't realize when you, you have both, God's not really with you anyway. And the God that you think that you're serving, the Jesus that you think that you're serving, is really just the devil in disguise. Because many people are serving a Christ that they're hearing, a Christ that they're seeing, a Christ that may even come, have, give them visions and dreams or whatever, but it's really just the devil dressed in, 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 in angels' clothing, in, in light. 20 of that same, of Proverbs 17. A bad motive can't achieve a good end. A bad motive can't achieve a good end. A good end. So many people end up discouraged, end up, you want, so many people want to wonder why they're, they're dry, why they end up getting, growing weary. Many people want to end up, know why they're, they end up, they end up failing their faith. They want to know why they end up going back to the world. Well, it's because they started off with a bad motive, and any bad motive is going to have a bad end. And when you try to mix a bad motive and try to, and try to mix with, the, with a, God, a godly kingdom, God ain't having it, and eventually your motive will be revealed. And even the fact that you can't even last, because the only way, because God is empowering us and giving us grace for this race. So, if we don't have grace to run the race, we have to ask ourselves the question, why, isn't, why don't I have this grace? And most likely you will find that you don't have the strength, that you don't have the power, because there's, there's, there's a, a, a motive in your heart that's not aligned with Him. Or there's something in your heart that God's not coming in agreement with, and if He keeps giving you grace in the race, then He'd be kind of like being okay with you because he's giving you power but it's like you're still holding on your sin and he's like wait you can't do that so then you're gonna keep if I keep giving you power you're gonna think I'm alright with everything you're doing if I keep if I keep giving you grace for everything then you're gonna be think I'm alright with what, what you're doing you're gonna justify every time you're you're doing that thing or you every time you have that thing in your heart that that lust that covenant or whatever it is you're going to think that I'm all right with it because, well, look at the things that's happening in my life. Look at all the grace. Look at all the strength. Look at all the experience that God's giving me. So instead of doing that, because He's, he's, a, God of, he's a just God, He leaves you in a dry land. And the people that get left in a dry land, 
they, they either repent and find, the, and find the, the, the promised land or they, get, they, get, they, they go back to Egypt. You either repent and go to the promised land or you're going to end up back, you're going to go back to Egypt. And most of the Israelites, they wanted to go back to Egypt. And probably the ones that wanted to go back to Egypt, they only left because they didn't want to get killed by Pharaoh. So they were led by their, by their situation. And many people are led into the kingdom because they see the light and they only go that way because of their situation. Is your situation inspiring you to do things or is God inspiring you to do things? That's why God is, is plucking people, is, is removing the tares from the wheats, and we start seeing people that they only want to, they come to the kingdom, they come to the church, and they only want a free ride. They come to the church and they only want to just get the benefit, or they know, they, or you know what many people, you know what people will actually do? They will go to churches and they will see people, I mean, I'm not going to say any names, but there's, there's many churches, even all around America, they get all these people from the streets and they have a house for them, they have clothes for them and all that. But how many of them even get converted or how many of them even actually end up following God? And they go to the little Bible study that they have them do and all that weekly, but they're only there for the benefits. They're only led, they're only coming to the church, they're only coming to the congregation, they're only coming to the assembly of the saints because they don't, they want, you're giving them a house. You're giving them food. In many of these churches, I'm like, look at my church, look at all these people. Well, yeah. Half of them are only there because you're feeding them. And, and if you didn't have any food to feed them, if you didn't have a house to give them, they wouldn't even be there. They're just, many people are using the kingdom, are using people from the kingdom so that they can, they can supply their own situation. And people will do anything. They will act any way. They will pretend to be any way just so that they can get the benefits out of you. And they can pull from you and they can have your, they can have your counsel. They can have, they take all your time because you're, you're willing. And, and if you, and they talk the right talk and they say they're for the kingdom, they say, if they say that, that they want God, they know you'll listen. And they'll use all that rhetoric to get you to do what they want. And that's why discernment is, is one of the, uh, the most key things because if we don't have discernment, We'll never be able to see past who's real and who's not real and who's, can, who's real because people will stretch heights and depths just to convince you that they want God. And they know that if they convince you that, you, that, 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 that they want God, that you'll, you'll, you'll give them everything. You'll pour into them. You'll help them. When they have car troubles, they'll always call you. Oh, I break down this time. Oh, get, I need any food. Oh, I, I'm, I'm short money. And you start noticing they're always asking you for physical needs, but they never are, 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 are pressing in. They're never engaging. And then, then you have some that are real devious that are always engaging, always seeming like they'll come to the church and they'll be like, oh, praise the Lord. Oh, the atmosphere, all oh, this, all oh, that, all oh, that. But it's all just a show so that you can't see the real them. It's all just to show so that they can say, oh, look how awesome he is. Let's keep giving them more praise. Let's keep giving them everything that person wants because, you know, they're great. They want the kingdom. They want it. But they put, it, they put on the show for you. And people are doing that all over. And that's why, 
And, and even people that are pure, can, can, you can get like this because the devil is attacking you because he wants to change the reason why you're motivated and the reason why you came to Christ in the first place. And you don't believe me, look at the church that he said you left your first love. They were motivated when they, came to, when they came to Christ. They were motivated by their first love. They were motivated by God. They were motivated by, by just Him. And then something else pushed them to do, it, to do, to do the, the same things. You can be doing the same things you did when you got saved, but that doesn't mean it's right now because now your heart's changed. And then you can't... Then you start... You used to come to church all the time. You used to... Uh, go to prayer groups, you used to ha always want to read the Bible, you used to always want to do this. But why did it change? It's because you changed. It's not God didn't change, it's because now you have a different reason for what you're doing now. And then you, you, can, then you, you don't have the same burning anymore, then you, want, you just want to leave service, you just want to, when, when the saints gather or anything godly is going on, you don't, want, you don't even care about it, or you don't even, you're like, whatever let's just praise the lord because you just because it's you you know you need to be there but you're not it's been taken away from you now the grace has been if, if grace has been taken away from you and you're like that and you have that attitude and your attitude has changed you need to ask yourself why has the grace befallen me why why am i now not captivated by his glory and why is he not captivating me anymore why is he holding back now because God will sometimes hold back from us because now, and just like we preached on Sunday, your attitude has changed. Now you have a different reason. Now, yeah, you're still here. Yeah, you're still doing the same things. Yeah, you're still preaching that, that you know, on, the, on, the, on, the, on YouTube or, or, or on Facebook or whatever you're doing. But it's different. Now it's different. Now, it's, now yeah, you're saying the same things. Nothing's changed. But now you're, you want to you do it because of this, and now it's no longer me. And now the anointing's not there. Now it's just you left. 1 Timothy 1.5 The aim of our charge is love. Everybody say that. The aim of our charge is love. The aim of our, the, our, the aim of our motivation is the love of God shed abroad on our heart to be able to serve the body, to serve Him, and to do, to do the things we're doing. Not false grace love. We're talking about a love that genuinely wants to see the, the body of Christ be raised up into the full stature of Christ, that genu genuinely wants to see God's kingdom be birthed, and that can, only gen that can only be birthed through God. But then you aborted that thing that God birthed in you because now something else has motivated you because you couldn't repent from the thing that you dipped in. If, if you're not, if you're not, if the aim of your life or whatever you do or even any part of your life starts to not become out of love for him or out of love for the, out of genuinity for, for the kingdom, you need to reevaluate that part of your life. Because now another reason has take, taken over. Paul and all that, they were all, they were, everything they were doing was for the bride and for the kingdom. And it wasn't for the bride and for the kingdom just because of, 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 you know, that they had to do it because, you know, they didn't want to go to hell or they didn't want to do it. It was because they loved the bride. They loved God. 
If we don't, if we do, we're supposed to be doing things because we love Him. We do things because we love the people of God. And you can't just come in and say, I will, okay, people don't just come in and just, and just do that. It says God, that God, the Father is, draws every single person. He said, Jesus said, he, the Father brings every single person to me. That love, that, you, that genuine love that you have for Him and that you have for, for people is only, give, is only implanted in you through Him. It's not, some people, nobody just comes in the church one day and says, okay, I want to love God and I want to love the people. Do it now. No, it's already God worked in them and now, now the church or now whatever God sends them is now raising them up, is now watering the seeds. It's, it's just natural. It's not like, oh, how do, I, how do I open my heart? We're not trying to get people to open their heart. They're either open or they're not. You either want God or you don't want God. It's, 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 there's, there's a part in salvation where God implants himself in you. It's not about trying to get, to, it's about, there has to be something that happens in the spirit. It's not just in the flesh. The aim of our charge is love that issues from a pure heart. From a pure heart. And a good conscience and sincere faith. Meaning, by sincere, meaning like, Really meaning what you say and having the right intentions and motives behind what you say and what you're believing for. Like when you say you're doing this for the church, you're really doing it for the church and you're not just saying that because that's the rhetoric you're supposed to say. Many people have false humility and they're saying, oh, you know, uh, yes, I want to do things for the body of Christ. I want to serve. I want to do this. I want to do that. Yes, I'm, 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 I'm going to do this for God. I'm going to obey him. But they're all saying that because they know they're supposed to say that, but that's not really in their heart. Is that really, because when, when, when God is really, is, is the thing that's pushing you, that thing that's fueling your drive, you don't need to, to continue to muster it up to, and say, okay, I, I, gotta, I gotta be motivated for souls. No, you are motivated for souls, and if you're not, then there's, there needs to be repentance. It doesn't have to be something you have to keep telling yourself all the time, oh, you know, we, it's, not, it's, not, it's not a thing here. It's supposed to be a thing here. It's not a thing. I always have to tell myself, oh, I love the church. I love the church. I love the ch No, it's either in you or it's not. You don't get it in you by, by keep trying to speak it all the time. It's, it's, it's in you because of, of it, everything comes out of a pure heart. Colossians 3.23 Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for man. So it was what you're doing pushed by because of everybody around you? Is it pushed by because people are watching you, because you feel pressure from, the, from, from, from people around you? Because your family's watching and you've been serving the Lord for 10 years and now you're not as, as inspired as you were from your faith, but your family's watching, so you better be inspired. So that is now pushing you to, to continue in your faith because you don't want to look bad before your own family because you don't want your family to say ha ha see I guess Jesus didn't work for you and that's not that's not right either yeah I mean of course it's going to be embarrassing if if your heart if your faith starts failing or your heart it's, and if you're, it's not nobody's faith fails it's their heart fails 
So if, your faith, if you feel like faith is failing you, no, you're failing you. It's because you didn't want to get fully aligned with God. You didn't want to fully get clean in your heart. And that's why faith seems like it's failing you, but you're failing faith. You're the, faith was there to present itself, and you wanted it, or said you wanted it, but you didn't want to give everything that applied to that. And now you have to, you, you may have done, it, done everything out of a pure heart in the, in, the, in, the, in the beginning, but now you have to pretend you have a pure heart because everybody's watching you now. Because now your wife, your husband, your kids are watching you and you better not fail them. You better not stop doing that or you better, not, you better start doing that more because you don't want to fail them. And, that, and, many, and even religious people will say, well, you can't not do that or you can't do this more because... Your family, you're, you, gotta, you, can't, you can't do the, your family. But it's not about the family. Yes, the family, you, you don't want to fail your family, but it's about the kingdom. And if you're not kingdom motivated, meaning being motivated by just the kingdom and nothing else, nothing attached, no strings attached, then you, that's, what you, that's the center of your motivation. And if it's not the only thing that's, motivating you or pushing you to do everything you're doing genuine love for for god's work and his body and him then you have idols in your life you have issues still to work out you're not a hundred percent for the kingdom and now you have to find something else because everybody's watching because if you don't find something else to motivate you or push you to keep going forward in this race people are going to think things of you the local churches are going to say, oh, what's going on with them now? They're falling away from the faith. No, you can't have that because you can't look bad. So now you need to find something else to push you. You start listening to all these messages. You start listening to prosperity messages. And then you see those people that are up and down, up and down, up and down. They're like, yeah, Jesus, Jesus. And then the next day they're like, oh, yeah, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Yeah. It's because they're always trying to find something. It's like that thing in the hospital. It's like, <laughs> what is that thing called? The fibrillator, it's like they, they need to go listen to another false teaching that, that, that gets them to, to be driven by, by money. And they're like, oh, Jesus, yeah, yeah, I'm on fire. And then they're like, oh, well, that wasn't God. And then, oh, they need to go to something else now. They need to get something else now to motivate them because they're falling away from their faith. again. oh, let's go to, let's try this one, um, legalism. And then they're back again. Oh, And they're up and down. And it's just, they always need something to push them because... God's not giving them the grace to, to, to run. And they're, every, every other season, they always have to be resurrected because they never died. They, were, they, 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 they never died in Christ, so they always have to be pushed back. They always have to be dragged because they, their motives aren't pure. 1 Corinthians 10.31 whether then you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Can you look at your life and everything in your life, every, I'm saying every part of your life, can you really say that every part of your life is for, is for His glory and only His glory, I'm not, not, not for anything else? Think of parts of your life, that, things that you do, things that you are a part of, things, whatever it is. Is it really for His glory? 
And yes, maybe it is for His glory, but is there something else trying to marry that too? Is there something else there? Is there another reason why? And then you wonder why in that part of your life you have no, you have no endowment from heaven to do that thing. It's because now there's a spirit of perversion in your heart and you're marrying a, a kingdom motive with a motive of the flesh. And yes, you're doing your push, but it's, it's not, it's, it's, it's 50% God and 50% you or the world or self. Everything, every, that's, that's your pedometer to make sure that God is moving. You want God to move in every area of your life? And if He's not moving in one area of your life, you need to say, is this, am I really, is this area of my life really giving glory to Him? I'm not talking about, you know, things you, you know, little things you do. I'm talking about things you have your heart invested in. Is it for the glory of God? And if not, you need to reevaluate it. And that's why you're always having problems in that section of your life. You're always having problems with your family, going around the mountain with your family situation, because you're not giving that situation to God. You're not giving it, you're not putting it in His hands so that it could be for His glory. Because God says, well, if you want to give me glory in this section of your life, you need to leave them, or you need to be, let go of that soul tie, but they don't, want to give God the, they don't want to give God the glory because they're too tied to Him. But God, hey, I'm doing this. I'm preaching. I'm, I'm, I'm setting captives free. I'm going to nations. But that one area of your life still has you held back and you can't be like fully free. It's like you have a 90% freedom. You're like, you, you, have, you, have, you have spurts and, and parts. Of, it's like, oh, yeah. And then you get refreshed at, 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 at wherever you go or wherever you're part of or in your prayer time, you get refreshed. But it's never a continuing, it's never a continual enjoyment of his, of the kingdom of God, the, the joy, peace, and, ha and, and, and righteousness in him. And you're only joy, you only have joy and peace when you come around the church, or you only have joy and peace when in certain, in certain times, but you can't have it constantly. Because that one section of your life, you don't want to give, give it to God. Matthew 6.1 Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. You have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. You have no strength. You have no power. You have no grace before your Father who is in heaven. And if there's any part of your life where you're doing things for the, for, for, to be seen by man, if you're practicing something, if you're serving, doing that, doing this, doing regular activities, and anything that's before man, you, you have your glory there. And the reason why you're doing it before man is because you're, you, you, you want to you stop doing You want to say tonight... I don't want to do things before man anymore. Well, you need to now change your, you need to change your motives of why you're doing what you're doing. You need to change the reasons why you're doing it now. Because if you don't find a reason, if you don't get that, that reason from God himself, your flesh will find one. You're, you won't just, you, people don't just do things just to do it. Everybody does something because there's a reason why.
You don't just do things, well, I just come to church because, I don't know, I'm just going with the wind. I'm just, you know, I don't know, my body just moves to the church. No, you're, you, you go or you do this or you do that because you have a reason. You don't just show up or you don't just say something because you just did it. You, you say something because there's a reason behind it in your heart. And that's, what, that's the, the root of, of it all, is the reason, is the, is the motive. Of, and that's why you're able to, to continue doing the thing you're doing is because now there's, there's, there's something else pushing it. James 4.3 You ask and you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives. You, do not, you ask and you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives. So that you may spend it on your pleasures. God, do this. God, do that. God, come down. God, God go there. God, blah, blah, blah. God, I need, I, need, I need finances. But it's with the wrong motive. And he can't bless it. And he can't release it. because. And you wonder why God's not releasing something in your life. It's because you need to change your motives. You want to know why you can't, you can't call down principalities or that you can't do this? It's because the wrong motive is involved. You need to change the motive, and then you will change the result. And some people are getting deceived because they're getting a result, but they're, 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 they didn't change the motive. And so they think that their motive is correct. Romans 8.10. And this is, this is going to be the last one. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the Spirit is life because of righteousness. The Spirit is life because of righteousness. The Spirit is empowering you because of righteousness in your heart. So when you have a bad motive, when you have an impure motive, the Spirit is not going to give you to, to uh, spur life in you. doesn't matter if yesterday or two weeks ago or two, the last two years, God's been releasing things into your life. He's been releasing uh, strength into your life. He's been releasing His own life into yours. But now you've changed your motive and now He's not giving life to you because righteousness has now been uh, overthrown in your heart. Righteousness isn't just doing this or not doing that. Righteousness is in the heart and it's about your motives and intentions and your agendas. And if they're not pure, righteousness is not opening the door to life. And of the, for, of, of the life that the Spirit gives and, 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 and breathes into, into you. We want, God, we want the Holy Spirit to move more where you need to get righteousness back on the throne of your heart. You need to get pure motives. You need to get righteous motives. You need to get kingdom motives back in your heart. But the Spirit, this is 11, verse 11. But if the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwelleth in you, He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by His Spirit that dwelleth in you. He shall quicken your mortal body. God, why, am, why are you not quickening my mortal body? Why, why is this body not being inspired and empowered by you? It's because of your heart. It's because your motive. Yeah, you're, you're, do, you're, you're, you're in the place that I want you. You're in the position that I want you, but 
the reason has changed. And it's no longer about me and only me. It's no longer about the kingdom and only the kingdom. It's about the kingdom and you're trying to prove something. It's about the kingdom and you're doing this for people, people, people come in the church and they, and they, and they come, become a part of a church or whatever because their spouse is saved and their spouse is on fire and their spouse is going after it. So they, the only motivation they have is because of their spouse is there and they don't want to be separated from their spouse. So they get involved in the church. You see their, their, the husband or the wife is on fire. The husband or the wife is always engaging and in the spirit, but they're just there. Hey, they're going to church, man. What, they, 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 they come up for prayer every now and then. They do this, they do that. But they're just there because of their spouse. And that's the only thing that motivates them to be involved. They'll even get involved in things in the church. They'll even, even, even start applauding things happening. They'll even start you know, getting more involved. But the main reason why they're there anyway is because, well, if she's not there, if, he's not, if, he, if she's there or he's there, then I'm there. And then it brings witchcraft to not only the person, but everybody else involved. And God's asking you tonight, what is... That, let Him show you something in, in, your, in your heart tonight. What, is, what in my life do I feel like is not fully His? And ask Him to show, to show you the motive. What... Is what what there's something of there's something of the kingdom that I do that I don't feel God is not backing. There's something that I, I'm I'm giving to God, but you can even give things to God, but you're not fully giving it because your your motive to give it to Him was not origin was not pure. We want God to 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 take this situation or change this situation, but He will never change it or or, or do anything because of your motive. Because you were pushed by another reason to, to do that. And we need to find out, we need to get to the core root of our faith and say, what is going to motivate me? Not nice words. Not, oh, good job, good job. We, we, some people are only motivated because people are always telling them good job all the time, always, always telling them how great they are, always telling them how awesome they are, always, and they only can can be, can be uh, pushed or fueled by that. And if they don't have somebody telling them all the time how great they are, how awesome things are, then they, they lose their fuel. And some people are only living if they have support from people. And you cannot be fully the kingdom's, the kingdom's child if, if, you, if you always... See, we need support from, our, from the body of Christ but if that's, our, the, if that's the thing that we're looking for more than God Himself, if we're looking at the body more than the head, which is Christ, then we're ju we just want support from people, so that, and that's the only thing that's pushing us. And then, yeah, we, the, we're taking the support from people, but that's the only thing we like is the support, is, is the nice words, is the kind words, is the lifting up, but it's not, we're not getting our, our, our strength from Him. We're not getting our support from Him. We're not getting any security from Him. And it's all based on the person next to you. And then you start, then when people start applauding you, you start to leave those people, or you start to not go, and you start to get, try to get around other people that will applaud you. You try to get around other people that will, 
give you that support that you, didn't ha- that you don't have, but it's not based off of God himself. And we need to find out what, what, it, what needs to motivate us in our life. And I wrote this stuff down. What motivates me is eternal life. What motivates me is the love of God. What motivates me is salvation of, of lost souls. What motivates me in the, is the church raising up in the full stature of Christ. What vo- motivates me is the captives being set free, drug addicts being changed, people giving their life to Jesus, people turning from evil, the goodness of God, the mercy, the grace, the truth. This is what motivates me and anything else is worldly motivation produces more hidden motives and produces bad fruit. These are the things we need to be motivated after God and the kingdom for. So we need to ask ourselves, we need to get ourselves realigned tonight. If, if you feel like this, that, that if you can't confidently say that I'm, I'm, I'm solely motivated on the vision, that I'm solely motivated on the kingdom, then you need to throw some things out in your heart. So Father, <clears throat> we just say tonight, Father, we just want, we want pure motives, Father. We are here because we want to be like Jesus. There's no other reason why. We want everything we do, our praying, our, our fasting. You want to start fasting more? You want to start fasting without always giving in? Then change the motive why you do it. Change the reason why you do it. And Father, we say we want to change the reason so that when we do do it, when we do do what we're doing, we actually do it with power. We actually do it with grace. We do it with a strong spirit because you're empowering our mortal bodies. And if our mortal bodies aren't, aren't being empowered by you, God, we ask right now, what is motivating me? What is, what is the hidden motive? What is the hidden thing that I, I need to remove that's pushing me to, 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 to be here but not... It's not the right push. Father, we call it on your glory right now. We break anything that's trying, to, that's trying to hinder us, Father, from any rebellion, any pride that's trying to hinder us from receiving, from, from being fully like Him. Jesus was like everything that He was doing was for His Father. And He was pushed and He was inspired because of his father in the kingdom and, and what his father wanted. And he was mesmerized by that and there was nothing else. And that's why it was so easy for him to forsake his father, mother, and brother, sister. His mom, his Mary asked, where, were, where have you been? And he said, I've been in the temple. What is it to you if I do my father's business? Because he was so inspired by God, it didn't matter what his family said. It didn't matter if people came. He said that those that do the will of the father are my family. Because he was so inspired by God and his kingdom alone. There was nothing else. There was nothing holding him back. And Father, we say tonight we don't want anything holding us back. And if there is, we say we want to remove it. In Jesus' mighty name.